Especially these days, it's like a box of passing chocolates. Don't let it wait till the summer to seize the moment. And don't only aim for the middle of the hill, shoot for the tops. And once you have hold, don't throw it away to become memories and dust. Or it'll be all the way in Rome before you know it. This is why, when the opportunity came up to speak to one of Australia's favourite storytellers for Good old time's sake, I seized it with both hands. Ladies and gentlemen, just to make you happy, Mr. Josh Pike. How are you, Josh? Oh my god, that was the, the most incredible introduction I've ever had. Oh, well done. Thank you so much, even though I stuffed it up the first time around. That's uh, understandable, that was a bit of a tongue twister. Oh, it was. <laughs> Believe me. Ugh. Anyway. Sweet. Okay, so on June 26, you announced a pretty amazing bundle of news. So you you dropped a new single, Don't Let It Wait, featured in my tongue twister intro, uh, off yep. your forthcoming album, Rome. But wait, there's more. You also announced a fan's first tour nationally in October. Wow, lot happening. Okay, so... yeah. When I read the inspiration and the kind of, uh, you know, sentiment behind the new single, Don't Let It Wait, I swear the, the tattoo on my right arm saying Carpe Diem just tingled and lit up. Okay, so <laughs> why don't you share with us a bit of, like, kind of what the inspiration and the sentiment behind this song is? Well, it is very much, you know, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory with the Don't Let It Wait um, thing. It's just, in life... You know, and I think it's never more important now that we are in this strange COVID world. Um, it's just important to, and it's not even so much about taking up opportunities or experiences. For me, it's more about expressing how you feel. So it's like there, there are so many times in our lives when we just don't say I love you to the people that we love. Yeah, um, and I just, yeah, so it's, it's, the sentiment is just, you know, taking taking the opportunity when it's there to to express how you feel, to seize those moments um, and to not let these moments pass because you just never know what's going to happen. And I think the, the state, the world in right now is evidence of, of that very fact. Oh, definitely, definitely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So in this same press release, I also read that, um, you know, during these time, these hard times, that releasing new music has been a massive struggle so how have you been coping and how have you like managed to rise above it all and you know release these new infectious tunes which i've actually been listening to this morning and really enjoying oh thank you um well it's just a matter of putting your head down and continuing you know it's i mean i'm fortunate that i have a you know a good infrastructure behind me i have a label and i have management and i have booking agents to you know to help me do all these things um but I do believe that during this period, you know, it, it kind of, it's in the absence of touring, which is always the way that I've really connected most with my 
audience, um, it does feel strange to be releasing music. It feels, it doesn't feel like I'm shouting into a void exactly, but it mm. does feel, there's a bit of a disconnect because I would always previously have released, you know, released a, a swathe of songs and then gone out to tour on them. And, and it, you know, so far that hasn't been possible. Yeah. That has been the main challenge. Um, and really the only way to overcome that challenge is just to, like I said, put your head down and keep, keep pushing because, you know, what else are you going to do? This is, this is my entire life. So yeah, I, I would feel, I would feel very sad to not be releasing this music that I've worked so hard on. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. You just have to keep going basically. Yeah. And I mean, as you said before, don't let it wait. So <laughs> exactly. That's right. So, I mean, that, that that's a perfect first single to release off the album for so many reasons. Yeah. Well, okay. So, yeah. so what is the general inspiration behind the album Rome? And, like, why does the name Rome fit so perfectly to tie it all up? I guess the, the central theme and the reason that the title is, is Rome, usually I've, in the past I've named my albums after you know, a particular song in the album, whatever, like Memories and Dust or, or um, you know, Holy Sparrows and blah, 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 all the other ones, all the other bloody songs that I've, all the other bloody albums that I've released. How many is there now? Six uh, or something? All, all anyway. of the amazing <laughs> albums you've released, you should say. <laughs> like my errant children, they are, I love them all. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the inspiration behind Rome is really comes from the idea of the... Um, the expression "all leads, all roads lead back to Rome," ah. um, where Rome is kind of a metaphor for your for yourself, really. So it's like you can't escape yourself; you can't escape who you truly are at your core. Um, I wish I could some days. Well, don't we all? I mean, that's kind of the point. Yeah. We all we all kind of feel like that, but you can't. And so you need to actually face what's in front of you and and deal with it, rather than kind of bury it under whatever tools you choose to to escape with um so yeah that's the that's the core theme of the album and that's why i called the album run yeah oh fantastic okay so what about roughly the inspiration does does that kind of tie up the does that kind of answer the inspiration behind of the album of like everything all all roads leading back to yourself yeah i think you know it's it's something we we all try and escape with various means whether it's you know drugs alcohol exercise you know whatever it is we all have our vices Mm. but at the end of the day those things are just covering up what we you know whatever issues we have you can't um you can't escape them you just you need to face them front on so it's it's definitely i mean there's you know every song is 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 different and there are some songs like the song you know releasing a song on friday called you're my color, which is you know very mm. much a love song, um, and and that that song is, you know, I would say doesn't fit into that theme. It's it's more uh, just a, 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 a you know a love song and referencing love and the and the you know different forms that love can take. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as a general theme, I think the the Rome thing is you know not being able to escape from your core self is is very pertinent, really. Oh, definitely. Fantastic. Okay, so you just got back from a three-year hiatus. Um, so, 
What's kind of different with in the writing and recording process of this album? Is anything different this time around compared to like you know three or four years ago? This this is the first album that I've done totally in my own studio, so that's oh, wow. a pretty big difference. Um, so I mixed it in Portland, Oregon, in December with an amazing mixer called Tucker Martin, who's done. Oh, amazing stuff. All the December stuff. He's worked with Sipkin Stevens. Lots of my favorite bands. Mm. Um, but I produced it all here in the, in the studio that I'm speaking to you from now. Mm, wow. Um, and, yeah, that was a really different process, and it just allowed me, you know, total freedom. I was never looking at the clock. I could just I could come down and record at 3 o'clock in the morning if, I, if inspiration struck me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was – it was – that's the main the the main difference, and also you know like now releasing stuff. The main difference is just the prevalence of streaming. The last the last time I did an album in you know was five years ago, and streaming was obviously still a huge thing at that point. But it wasn't it was nowhere near as established as it is now. Oh yeah, oh wow, yeah. And uh, listening to the album this morning, you know the first artist that came to mind that I thought kind of has a bit of an essence going through this album that it kind of reminds me of? Mm. The great Elton John. <laughs> Elton John? <laughs> I, I, that, is, that is left field, man. That is left field. <laughs> that, that's what? Is, is that an insult or a compliment? I, lo- I really love early Elton John, like, you know, Yellow Brick Road. Um, I love his songwriting, but, yeah, I mean... Look, man, that's that's the beauty of art. Everybody has their own interpretation. I wouldn't have necessarily picked that, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Cool. As long as I haven't insulted you, then yeah, we're good. Ah, <laughs> uh, rightio. So now we'll quickly get on to your amazing national tour, which I'm hoping to come to, come along to the uh, Sydney show at the Lansdowne Hotel. So, okay, your shows are typically a uh, always a special occasion for fans. So what special treats are going to be in store for this tour in October? Ooh, special treats. Well, it's a solo tour, so we're playing uh, solo with my, my, little, my little solo setup, which is my loop pedal and some percussion and um, so it's very intimate, which is always a lovely way to present these songs. But I think, to be honest, the, the real special element will be the fact that if if I'm able to do these shows, then it'll mean that um, you know we've we've come through a, a we've come to a serious yeah. positive point in the in the COVID uh, sort of journey. So you know, I think that'll be the that'll be the treat for everybody. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Yeah, again, I'm I really hoping to come along to the Sydney show. I swear I've been having... Oh, I'm, gi- I'm, I'm having gig withdrawals. Uh, yes, me too. Uh, I, I can only imagine. Oh, yeah, so when we, we actually spoke three years ago when my uh, journalism career was a wee lad and it was pretty much in its embryonic stages back then. And you told me that you were, the hiatus, you know, was kind of a bit of a break for you, of course, but also you wanted to explore some other creative projects. So did you, you know, how did those creative projects go pretty much? Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of the main thing that I expected was, was writing and, um, you know, specifically kids' books. I've always been passionate about 
kids books. Um, so yeah, I wrote six kids books. I've got I've released two last year, and I've got one coming out in November, and then another two next year. So Ooh. it was it was great. And then I also had to focus on doing music for you know TV and and composition stuff, which was awesome as well. I wrote um, songs and the theme song for Justin Clark's. TV show on the ABC and various other things like that. So yeah, it was, it's been a very, very productive period. Yeah. Um, uh, and and obviously during that period was was writing Rome as well. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was awesome. Oh nice. All right. So you know, whereabouts can we get our hands on those kids books? Uh the best through the, the first two ones are through Penguin, so they should be available in. Oh well, everywhere. Uh, yeah. Everywhere and yeah that first book that I did, which is a book called Lights Out Leonard, um, it's actually been translated into six other languages, so it's available oh, wow. in China, Taiwan, Germany, the Netherlands, uh, and also the States, and Italy, I think, so yeah, it was, oh, wow. it was great, it was really productive, prolific creative period, which is great. Awesome. Well, I've, I've got to ask for my mum here, not for any like nieces or nephews or whatever. No, no, especially for my mum. Is there any yeah. is there any books that you've written about cats? Any books? I actually have written a book about a, a, a cat, but it's it's an unpublished one. Ooh. So you can tell your mum to keep one of it's, it's about a little girl and her cat. Ah, okay. Well, I'll definitely tell Mum, and I'm, I'm even, <laughs> even though I won't be able to see it, I'll be able to hear her eyes light up. I tell you. Uh, okay. Well, now I reckon it's time we get exclusive, Josh. Just me and you, and all of the listeners, of course. So, what would you say an exclusive fun fact is about yourself? Exclusive fun fact. I think uh, maybe some people know about this, but I am a massive zombie and post-apocalyptic uh, genre fan. So Ooh. I'm standing here in my studio now looking at my full collection of The Walking Dead comics. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, and I've got to say, like, getting through the, the, this, like, when the when COVID first kicked in and we're all self-isolating, I basically watched the, the, the most recent two seasons of The Walking Dead and also the off-spin, the spin-off series Fear the Walking Dead. Ah. So that's my and that is my that is my go to kind of escape. Nice escape genre. Oh, I should send you some photos of my Game of Thrones collection if you're into Game of Thrones. Nice. Yeah, love the cinema, read all the books. Yep. Love it. Nice. Okay, and now it's time for my favorite question of all. I hope you've been keeping this one in mind, Josh. It's time for WTF. Okay. <laughs> So, Josh, you must have some pretty priceless moments on your music career, but what's the one that really takes the cake as being hilarious, priceless, what the F? Uh, there, there have been heaps. So the one that comes to mind was years ago I was playing at, at Glastonbury in um, the UK, so it's, you know, this incredible camping festival that everybody would have heard of, and yep. I played myself, so it's, it's really hard to get accommodation there, right? So... We what we did was we rented a like a Winnebago, like a camper van, yep. and we drove the, the camper van onto site, and we we had it uh, there on on the camping grounds in Glastonbury. So I played my set. We had this amazing set. It was just you know mind blowing to be playing Glastonbury Legendary Festival. Yeah, and then on a massive night, 
Anyway, the next day we had to go to the airport to um, get home to Australia. We, we had a tight deadline. We woke up in the morning and my tour manager just wasn't there. Just oh. Just didn't show up. Um, and I don't know what had happened. He'd had a big night or something. But anyway, I was calling him, couldn't couldn't find him, called his, his boss in LA, couldn't, couldn't get in touch with anybody. But I had to get to the airport. The only way to get there was in this bloody Winnebago. Oh. So he still didn't turn up. So I, I, can't, I didn't know how to drive. Uh, it was a massive manual Winnebago. I, I didn't want to let anybody else in the band drive it because, you know, like, you know, I'm the boss. If it was going to, if it, if it all fucked up, I'd rather that it was my mistake than theirs. Yeah. So I jumped on the, the Winnebago and I was driving through this, like, deep mud through the campgrounds, like, crunching the gears. Finally, and I finally got to the, the gates and the tour manager ran ran up beside the, the Winnebago and he's like, I'm here, I'm here. I, I still, to this day, I don't really know what happened, but he jumped in, took over. We we made it to the airport and then at, as we were leaving through customs, the guys, the customs guys said, because um, we, we had all our gear uh, in these big hockey bags, that's how we, that's how we load our guitars, that's how you can have multiple guitars in one bag for, yep. for, for baggage and everything. Anyway, they're like, have you been to a farm or anything like that? And we're like, no, we're playing Glastonbury. They're like, oh, Glastonbury. And open up our, up our bags. And we had all these gum boots that we'd been wearing in plastic bags and they were covered in mud. Yeah. So we couldn't get through customs either because we'd been near farming, ground, farming grounds. So it was this ridiculous thing that we had to, we eventually had to just discard all these uh, items of clothing and gum boots that had been, that had mud on them <laughs> in farming territory. So we just had to leave them. On the on the ground at customs in in England, and finally got on the uh, plane. Wow! And came home, but it was like it was an epic, messy journey to the airport. Yeah, just because there's some mud. Well, you could because no, it's it's to do with phosphates, right? So this ah. is a tip to anybody: if you're near farming, there's Phosphates are in fertilizer, which are also in explosives. And so if they detect uh, that when you're clothing, then you're screwed. So anyway, that's that's my story. Wow. That, that would have just been a real what-the-fuck day. It was oh. really stressful, man. It was really stressful. I bet. Well, it has been an absolute joy talking to you today, Josh. But I think we'll leave it with one more cherry on top of the cake. Okay. So... To all of your fans listening today, what would you like to say to them? Oh, gosh. I mean, I just would like to say thank you, you know. Like, every time I release a new song and I get this outpouring of love from this core fan base of mine, it's, you know, it's something I never have and never will take for granted. So, yeah, that's, that's the main thing. Oh, fantastic. Well, again, it has been an absolute joy. Thank you so much, Josh. And don't forget, people, to check out Keen Eye for Concerts on all of your favourite socials and sign up to our e-newsletter at keeneyeforconcerts.com. And, of course, check out Josh on all of his favourite socials. Thank you so much, Josh.